Did you know that improper disposal of batteries can spark fires? The disposal of rechargeable batteries in household trash has caused a number of fires on garbage trucks and at trash and recycling centers. These fires cost millions of dollars in physical damage each year and put lives in danger. Batteries do not belong in regular trash or recycling. Learn the proper way to dispose of batteries at GoRecycle.org. Brought to you by Fairfax County, Montgomery County, Prince George's County, and Covanta. Leftovers. Or... The DMV. Number 97. Or... House cleaning. Or... Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Episode of the 1085 Green Iron Podcast. I am your host, Anthony Jokey. As always, I got my co host, Jack McCurry, uh, with me today. Uh, I'm not going to do any sort of intro because the Browns got smoked by the Arizona Cardinals 38 to 24. The gap was much wider than that, Jack. And here we are, another Sunday, another loss. Uh, this loss officially ends the Cleveland Browns season uh, in terms of playoff hopes. And we will be probably looking at uh, a new head coach, and we'll get into all that here in a little bit. But, Jack, as we start off this podcast, this team was in the playoff hunt uh, going into today. They go to Arizona, a team that's 3-9-1, and one, Got their butt kicked. Well, what does that say about where everybody is at this point in time when you still have a chance to make the playoffs and you go into a game that you probably should win and you just get absolutely thrashed? Yeah, it, it just shows that this organization is not ready to take the next step. And, you know, it, and it's just a bummer. Like all the expectations coming into this season and this team could not get up for this game, it's like anytime they play a, a, a crappy team, they, they play down to their level and then the crappy team plays up to the level the Browns should be at. And it's just pathetic and it's getting old. And it's like, I don't want to be talking about, you know, firing Freddie kitchens again, but here we are firing another head coach, not even just firing Freddie kitchens, but we have to, it seems like every year we got to do this crap over and over again. And it's, 
it, it gets old. It gets annoying. You know, you see people on Twitter fighting with each other, and it's like, why are you fighting with people? It's like you're wasting your anger on individuals that you don't even know when you should be wasting your anger, throwing your anger at the organization because they continue to make the same mistakes. And they're, it, every time it seems like we take two steps forward, we're taking five steps back in the process. Yeah, you know, blowing it all up is like a bad habit that this organization can't quit. And it's just something we go back to when we think it's going to, we think it's going to feel good and and we're going to get it right next time. And, you know, it's just this long, been this long drawn out process over the last 20 years. And uh, it's been frustrating. Uh, Before we get into all the coaching stuff and and a few other topics, uh, let's try to discuss this effort that, and I'm hesitant to call it that, this effort that the Browns put out there today. Um, the Browns were pretty much embarrassed on both sides of the ball. And the thing that really got Arizona going early was Kenny and Drake having a career game with 137 yards rushing and four, yes, four touchdowns. Jack, I, you know, I, I expected Kyler Murray to be a problem. I expected... You know, Larry Fitzgerald, who, who's been a fantastic player all these years, to be a problem. Christian Kirk, too. Uh, he's been good for them. But I did not expect Kenny and Drake to have four touchdowns today. Yeah, I mean, Kenny and Drake's been an okay back. And, you know, he's had some flashes down in Miami, and then he got traded at the deadline to Arizona because they needed running back help because David Johnson can't stay healthy to save his life. Um, but yeah, he hit not only him, but him and Kyler Murray just picked apart the Browns on the ground. And it was like, and it was essentially, they imposed their will early and, you know, the Browns tried to do it with their running game and it was effective at times, but you know, Arizona just kept running it and running it and running it and set up their offense to make plays. And not only Kenyon Drake, but Demir bird, who, Honestly, like I overlooked when I was looking at this team, he comes out and got targeted six times, had six catches for 86 yards, including a 51 yard uh, catch and run. It's like the Browns continuously let guys that you'll overlook and then they go out and have like career games. And it's like, why do they why do they do this? It's like, what are you doing during the week? Like, are you focusing just on like the number one and number two guys on a depth chart and not worry about three, four and five? Because those seem to be the guys that always kind of emerge and uh, kill the Browns on a stage like this. Yeah, I think I think part of it is, you know, when you go into a game plan, you know, we're going to say this guy isn't going to beat us. This guy isn't going to beat us. And if these guys beat us, you know, we'll live with that. Um you know, obviously you can't account for everybody all the time, um, but uh, you know it, it's just uh, you're right. It, it's another one of those games where a player where you don't expect it uh, has a career day and made the Browns pay for it. Uh, on the other side of the ball, on offense, you know Baker has has not performed well this season. And I I think we did not expect him to uh, regress the way that he did this year. Uh, You know, we, we had high expectations going into the season 
for him and what we thought he was going to be able to do. It's just been, it's been very frustrating. Uh, Jake Burns put out a stat earlier that Baker Mayfield went under 200 yards passing just two times in 14 games last season. He's on pace to do it seven times this year and four in the last five weeks in year two. You know, though, by far, we did not expect that uh, in terms of the passing game, especially with the weapons, and I'm going to use air quotes on that because they really haven't been, the weapons that we have on offense. Yeah, I mean, you look, I mean, you look at Baker's numbers and you'll think like he completed almost 75 percent, had 250, two touchdowns and interception. But it it was like up until that final drive, it was a lot of dink and dunk. They didn't really attempt to throw downfield. He's not keeping his eyes downfield. It was apparent the one throw to Landry uh, that went incomplete. Odell's wide open. And it's like it's a completely different Baker I mean, he talked about before the Pittsburgh game that he wasn't doing some of the right things that he needed to do. Um, you know, after the bye week, it seemed like he, he was getting back towards the Baker Mayfield we expected. And now the last two weeks against Cincinnati and Arizona, who are two of the worst defenses in the league, Bakers look like an average to below average NFL quarterback. And I don't know if it's all on him, if it's all on the coaching, whether that's Kitchens or Ryan Lindley or, you know, Drew Stanton's guidance, or if it's just the culture or, and, you know, the losing and the distractions are all getting to him. But, you know, Baker and the organization really need to do some serious work this offseason because we can all see and we all know that Baker Mayfield has the talent to be a, a top NFL quarterback. But you got to put the work in. You got to stay disciplined. And I've, at the end of the day, it's coaching. And, you know, if anybody's seen the Belichick and Saban uh, documentary that HBO did, Belichick said good players can't overcome bad coaching. And as much talent as this Browns team has, I, you have to think at the end of the day that coaching is what's holding this team back. Despite being six and eight, um, we all know the expectations coming in. A lot of us fans, media, whether it was local or national, all predicted the Browns to win 10, 11 games, make the playoffs. Some even predicted the Super Bowl, and it's been a disaster and hasn't lived up to the hype. I will repeat how many wins I predicted uh, on the pre-season uh, edition of the podcast. I, I will not go there. You're fine, Nate. Okay. I, 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 I'm a, not... a lot of people predicted as many wins as you. So. <laughs> I don't know about that many, but, uh, you know, it's just, uh, it's frustrating. We're sitting here, like I said earlier, on another Sunday, another loss, and it's terrible. You know, I'm running out of adjectives to describe how bad the situation is because I guess on the bright side, it's we've won six games and we could have gone through another 0-16 season or 1-15 year or, you know, uh, on this podcast, but uh, you know, with all the expectations and the talent that team that this team has, I I think we're right in the aspect that coaching is definitely uh, holding this team back. Uh, the one positive uh, note we'll take out of today's game is 
Nick Chubb, I, I think, Jack, when you look at what he's been able to do this season, the effort he put out there today and really the effort that he's put out all season, I think it's pretty obvious, uh, at least to me, that he should be real. He should really be the focal point of the offense moving forward. Oh, there's no doubt. I mean, as we're recording, uh, our buddy Jake Trotter just tweeted out uh, the most rushing yards in a single season. Nick Chubb is now tied for fifth with 1,408 yards. That number is the most rushing yards by a Browns running back since Jim Brown posted 1,544 yards back in 1965. I mean, we are watching an historic season by Brown standards, and anytime you're associated with the greatest of all time, Jim Brown, that's a major accomplishment. And, you know, you people could say Nick Chubb doesn't get the ball enough. I think he leads the league in carries, and I still think he does. He's leading the league in rushing yards. I just think it's, you know, the play calling and the flow that Freddie uh, does offensively. It just kind of messes things up. You know, we should run when we pass and vice versa, but it's, you know, to see Nick Chubb still putting up numbers like this, I mean, it's phenomenal. And he was very impressive today. Um, maybe he should have got the ball a few more times, but to still, you know, carve up the Cardinals defense when he got the ball, it, it was fun to watch. And when I was going to turn off the game in the first half, he rips off a run that sets us up for a touchdown. So, you know, you can't say anything bad about Nick Chubb because he's the consummate professional both on and off the football field. Can we uh, discuss that third and two play uh, in Arizona's territory? And all I'm going to ask is, what the hell was that? It, you know, I know a lot of people don't like the shovel pass. You know, it, it's useful in some aspects of the game, but when you're at third and two, like they were today when they attempted the shovel pass, it was not that time for it. Um, usually in third and two, whether, you know, you're watching a competent NFL team or take even Madden NFL, for instance, I'm usually running it up the gut, doing a toss or doing a quick slant. Uh, Freddie Kitchens thought it was smart to do a shovel pass to Jarvis Landry. Um, the Cardinals defended it well. And then Odell or not Odell Landry tried to, uh, lateral it back to Baker, um, and it just it failed. It was a poor play call. It was poor execution. And uh, if that play showed up on the not top ten this week on Sports Center, I would not be shocked at all. You know, I have never seen the Browns run one of those shovel passes successfully. You know, th and this is coming from a team that has taken years to be able to execute a screen pass correctly. I, I don't get it. You know, it's just baffling to me at that point. You know, they're at an area of the field where I think they would have gone for it if, um, you know, they didn't uh, get the third uh, get the third down conversion. Let's, let's say if they would have ran it on third down and maybe got a yard, um, I, I think they would have gone for it at that point. But, you know, I, I don't know. It, I've run out of uh, adjectives to say how bad the season is. I've run out of adjectives uh, to uh, question play calling. We're just at the point in the season, Jack, where 
it's over. You know, the the Browns were eliminated from the playoffs today, and it, it's it's over. And I, I think that you know we've waited long enough to discuss uh, the future of this team and, and draft and free agents and all that kind of stuff. And I think it's uh, I think it's about that time uh, that we do that. Nope, we got two more weeks left, and then we will start talking about the draft and free agency and all that. I don't like doing that during the season. I know it; the season's technically over, but I don't want to do that yet. I am tired of doing that crap. I, it's, it's like I forbid to talk draft during the season because we had done it for so long, not on this show particularly, but... You know, it would be week one of the season and everybody started talking draft. Like, I hate doing that. That's why I hate talking about firing coaches and dysfunction and all this crap. Like, it's it's wearing on me. Like, I'm not going to be like other Browns fans who decide to uh, turn their back and go cheer for a team like the Baltimore Ravens, which whoever that fan is on Twitter, like, don't ever try to come back because that's stupid. But I hate doing this crap, Anthony. Like, I know it's it's fun to some, but it ain't fun to me anymore. <laughs> No, it, it's not fun, and you know it, it, it's it, it's beyond frustrating. And, and I think we're all sick of uh, the situations we've been in. And you know, we we were talking draft two years ago on this podcast was the season started because we knew how bad it was going to be, right? We knew how terrible uh, that season was going to be, and unfortunately, they ended up going all in sixteen that year. Last season, we put it off for quite a while uh, in terms of not talking the draft. And, uh, you know, we ended up not having a first-round pick anyway, so it, it really didn't matter. This offseason, or this season, uh, you know, we expected a lot more. I think we all expected to be picking in that 26 to 32 range uh, of the first round. And, you know, the, the draft talk would be minuscule until um, – late January, early February, but, you know, we're at that point where we got two weeks left of the season. I'm probably going to put out a mock draft tomorrow because uh, we're at that point because the Browns season is over that it, it's time to start looking for for all that. Um, one more thing, uh, I guess two more things about today's game. Um, Jarvis Landry had a very interesting uh, confrontation with Freddie Kitchens on the sideline. And, you know, it, it came after uh, late in the third quarter uh, when they threw a pass and they didn't get the first down. They ended up attempting a field goal, which Cybert uh, uh, missed. And you can see the, the two going at it. I saw Freddie uh, came and, and talked to Jarvis a little bit later uh, when he was sitting on the bench. But I, I think it, it just shows Jack where – the players, the coaches, the fans, we're all at the same point where we're beyond frustrated with the current situation. Yeah, I mean, you could see it on the sidelines today, like towards the end of the game. Like it was just deflating. Like the their expression was my expression. Like I just sat on the couch like damn, we really just got our tails kicked by Arizona. But like it, they've been deflated even after wins, like even recent wins against Pittsburgh. Obviously, you know, with everything that happened with Miles Garrett at the end, kind of deflated the win. Uh, the Buffalo win, that wasn't satisfying. Cincinnati last week wasn't satisfying. And you could hear it with the players. Like, 
they they seemed like they lost. They felt like they lost. And then, you know, today, obviously, that look was the same. Uh, you know, the whole thing with Landry and Kitchens. You know, it, Landry says that he was asking for the ball, but, I mean, people were reading lips, and it seemed like it was more than that. And, you know, Freddie says he loves Jarvis, and Jarvis says, you know, he's supporting the coach. You know, even Odell said that he loves Freddie. Like, I, you can tell some people are just frustrated. Like, Jarvis had his hands or his head in his hands for like a good five minutes every time they pan to him on the sidelines and you know you can tell by the looks on people's faces that they're frustrated and I think it's the losing but I just think especially on the offensive side of the ball that a lot of those guys are frustrated by the game plan the play calling the execution like it wasn't supposed to be this way and unfortunately you know we're sitting here six and eight now and everything is tail spinning into a disaster do you feel uh, with how the offense looked and how uh, the defense looked, do you feel that the team quit today? You know, you never want to say that a team quit, but it sure looked like they quit. And that's unfortunate because usually when they quit, you know that you know, the locker room's going to be split because I'm sure a lot of people like Freddie, but yeah, once they quit, you know that the, the end is near and that's unfortunate because it seems like once again, we're heading in that direction with the Browns. Speaking uh, of the end being near, I, I kind of like that because I'll use it for this. Um, you know, David Njoku, uh, battled injury, you know, he was able to fight back from that. And today uh, he was inactive for today's game. What's going on there? Uh, based on the reports, and this is Doug Deacon said that he heard that Najoku was running the wrong routes, which, I mean, granted, he just got back from injury, but still, uh, if you're running the wrong routes and you've had all this time to put in the work, like, that's a bad look. And then I think it was Daryl Ryder that said that uh, Najoku dropped like four passes in a row during the one of the media portions of practice last week. Like we know Najoku doesn't have the most solid hands, but I just and it's and a lot of people got mad because you know the stuff with Randall, the stuff with Higgins, now the stuff from Najoku, and you know of course there's the perception that you know these aren't Dorsey's guys, so he's and he's making the calls on who's inactive. I think it's more or less these guys are trying to hold people accountable, trying to set a culture, set a tone. It may not go over well with the, with the fans, but if the coaches are doing that and granted, it appears that sometimes the coaches don't know what they're doing. I'm giving kudos to the coaches for trying to set a culture, set a tone and hold some accountability in that building because Lord knows there hasn't been a lot of it since 99. I mean, if guys aren't doing their job, you know, to quote Bill Belichick, do your job, then they don't deserve the right to play at the end of the day. I mean, I kind of agree. If if you don't put in the work, you shouldn't play. And I know that Najoku, you know, a lot of people think he's a vital part of this offense, not only now, but moving forward. I mean, if he's doing that, you got to question whether or not he's here long term. And I'm tending towards the side where I don't think he'll be here. Yeah, I kind of get that vibe as well. And, you know, he's just going to be added to that 
long list of first-round players that uh, will not be a part of the Browns that they've taken in recent years, and he won't be part of that, uh, you know, part of the roster moving forward. I, I won't be shocked if he's not here. Uh, another guy that uh, I guess we should probably be preparing ourselves uh, for not being shocked if he's not here next season is Joe Schobert. Uh, Mary Kay Cabot reported the other day that the Browns are willing to let Joe Schobert walk in free agency. Uh, made offers months, months ago, but the annual average value of the deal was less than what Christian Kirksey is getting paid, and the Browns uh, haven't been in contact uh, with Joe Schobert since. Jack, I, I know when you and I were discussing this the other day, you had a you said you had a lot you wanted to talk about this, so I, I'm just going to give you an open floor and go right ahead. I mean, it's just absolutely baffling to me, first of all, that, you know, John Dorsey is... Okay, I'm going to try to be nice about this to a degree. I don't get why... Not only John Dorsey, because this has gone on a lot, and I know that he's drafted some guys and he's let some of those guys go, like, you know, Avery, Corbett, Callaway. But there's always this perception that anytime a new management comes in or a new coaching staff, that they have to get rid of guys. Like, Joe Schober is one of the top linebackers in football. I know fans will have a complete, it's a complete mixed opinion on that. The guy makes plays, whether it's tackling whether it's covering, uh, he's been lined up as a pass rusher at times, and he's been effective there. Like the guy is what you want as a linebacker, and yet Dorsey's lowballing him. And this is no offense to Christian Kirksey, but you know Schobert deserves to be the highest paid linebacker on this team, one of the top highest paid linebackers in football. But it, it's like, and then, <clears throat> excuse me. And I, I, I think that's a slap in the face that they lowballed Schobert. Now, obviously, things can change. There's still time. But the fact that there's no communication on the Browns side of things, this makes me think they're going to let Schobert walk. And then you hear people say, well, they got Mac Wilson and Taki Taki. Now, Mac Wilson made a great play today, intercepting Kyler Murray. But Taki Taki has barely played this season. Mac Wilson has been inconsistent. Now he's made he's made some steps that shows that he can play, but I'm not convinced that those two, especially Taki Taki, can take over in terms of production what Joe Schobert's done. And all it's doing is creating another hole when we already have a ton of holes on the roster. So I don't get their mindset. And honestly, if I'm Joe Schobert at this point, if there's no extension. I'm just going to go ahead and start seeking offers elsewhere and have my agent start doing the groundwork to get out of Cleveland and go somewhere where he's respected and they're going to pay him like the top linebacker in the league that he is. Yeah, I thought it's going to be a very tricky balance of what uh, Joe uh, should get paid and what he is going to get paid. Um, You know, any time you're in a free agent year and you've done what he's done this year, uh, that's obviously going to boost the value of the contract he's going to get. And the with the roster situation and the cap situation that the Browns have, you know, they can't afford to give him an albatross of a contract uh, 
to, to keep him here, but to, to offer one that was less than Christian Kirksey, uh, to, to me, it, it is just a, a total slap in the face. And, you know, he is much better than that. And I'm not saying Kirk was terrible, but uh, I think Joe has been much more consistent, uh, much more uh, available uh, in terms of being able to be on the field and actually playing. And, you know, it, it's just... Um, it's a slap in the face, and I would not be shocked if he's not here as well, um, you know, unless they could find some kind of common ground when uh, they have a cap situation to where they'll be paying guys like Miles Garrett and Denzel Ward and um, you know Baker Mayfield while still paying these these wide receivers, paying Nick Chubb, uh, hopefully paying Kareem Hunt as well. So um, f- fixing the offensive line. Uh, so it's going to be a very tricky balance, and that's something that we're going to dive into uh, when we really start the offseason stuff is, uh, you know, taking a look at these contracts, what's coming up, and uh, how the Browns should approach the situation with the different guys uh, needing new contracts very soon and uh, how they can fix the current problems that they have. Jack, before we – I guess there's one, there is one more thing. Um we did talk about possible head coaching changes earlier and, you know, about us not really wanting to uh, discuss um, potential head coaches and, and whatnot. And there was a report that came out from Ian Rappaport uh, earlier saying that management continues to stand with Freddie Kitchens. However, barring a, a, a major breakdown uh, you know, he's expected to be back next year. Well, Jack, I, I think today was the major breakdown. So I guess we could take uh, that report with a grain of salt based on what happened today. Yeah, I mean, it pretty much backed up what Benjamin Albright and Tony Pauline had reported earlier in the week, which we talked about on the pregame show. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously this could start the collapse that Rappaport referred to that said that, you know, barring a collapse, Kitchen will be back. Well, if it continues to be like it was today and you see the players starting to quit more, I mean, it's going to be hard. It's already hard seeing them bring him back. And like I said, I don't want to have to go through a coaching search again. I don't think anybody wants to, but continuity for the sake of continuity it doesn't work we already seen that with Hugh Jackson like it make your mistake wipe the slate clean and then go out and try to find the right guy I mean we were saying this a year ago like I don't care who they get and how, how long it takes find the right coach quit trying to act like you're the smartest people in the freaking world admit your mistakes and just be a competent NFL organization like I don't see – I mean, I know it's hard, obviously, with the Haslam's track record and what goes on in that organization, but just fix it and make your mistakes and move on. Yeah, it, it, it's uh, – I think frustrated, frustrating is a, the word of the day uh, with this uh, situation we're, we're in, and we hope that they can fix it. Um, Hopefully they can pick the right coach if they do decide to go that route. 
you know, you're right about the you know continuity being continuity and how it, it doesn't always work. We've experienced that firsthand, so we'll we'll see how it goes. You know, it could be tomorrow, it could be next week, it could be after the season. Um, it, who knows? Uh, with this ownership, it, it, it's all it's all on the table. We'll, we'll say that. And uh, uh, one thing is for certain is we'll be here to cover it all. Is there anything else you want to discuss before we end this podcast? Nope. Just want to plug um, that I relaunched the North Coast Sportscast. Uh, did an episode today breaking down the Corey Kluber trade. So. Uh, if you guys follow me on Twitter at jmccurrycle or go like North Coast Sports on Facebook and uh, give the podcast a listen. Yeah, that that's also contributed to the the terrible day today, uh, at least for for me. So, uh, but do check out that podcast. Jack always does a great job. Uh, check out his website too, uh, where he's been talking about this stuff as well. Uh, as always, you can follow. Jack on Twitter at jmccurrycle. Follow me on Twitter at Anthony Jokey. Uh, be sure to follow our website at the Dogland or dog, thedogland.com. Uh, uh, you can find our podcasts on every platform, including Apple Podcasts, Google Play, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. With all that, we're going to get on out of here. I, I know it's tough to say this, but go Browns. Leftovers or. <laughs> The DMV Number 97 Or House cleaning Or Chumba Casino always brings the fun Play over a hundred different games online For free from anywhere You could redeem some serious prizes Chumbacasino.com Live the Chumba life No purchase necessary We're prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply See website for details